0: Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the quantum realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Loren Gailey. And today we introduce you to Zayla with the Center for Transformation. And this is a story about deep wisdom from within and spiritual teachings of the ancients. Hello, Zayla. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome.
1: Ah, Namaste. First, let me state, I'm thankful, Lauren, for you being so graceful and you're inviting me to your show. In fact, I'm honored. I mean, you're a real contribution to humanity, and I mean, I'm, I'm new to this electronic social media, Lauren, so this is a real treat for me <laughs> uh, to be on this electronic media, because I'm just coming out of the closet after 20 years of quietly teaching the wisdom of the ages, person to person, weekly, weekly and privately to, to small classes. So it's only in the last six months that I've just agreed to even put my picture on the website at thecft.ca. And I want to thank you um, for, for doing this for the world.
0: Well, thank you for coming out and speaking your truth. We've talked a lot about um, this integration of all our skills in this lifetime, where we're not hiding anymore. It's almost like come out, come out wherever you are (laughs) in the name of love to share our wisdom. And you're doing that. So let's talk, uh, um, we can talk briefly about your personal story. Here it is. I mean, you were in the 3D world and that right there led to your awakening. And right now we are in what you call the quickening And I'm certain that others can feel and sense what that means. We're going to talk all about that. Can you share your story of why it is you've chosen to come out? I mean, you've been studying it for 20 years, but something's happening now. What's going on?
1: Well, we're all in the quickening. And I mean, we're all here at this point, walking each other home to the other half of the sky. We're all here to assist during this quickening, there's going to be so many teachers in different continents that are going to hold classes about how to create mass. This goes back a long way on mass. In fact, the church still celebrates mass, but they don't know. <laughs> they lost the teaching of how to create from spirit to matter in the mechanics of consciousness. So for me, I was in the corporate world for my career, and I was selling my soul for the corporate goal. <laughs> It was that simple. And I really lost myself. And I mean, I had I lived a life of excess in terms of what I needed to do. I mean, I mean, we all certainly find out who we are by who we're not. <laughs> and that's part of the life process. Well, I went to excess on that, and uh, I decided that that was enough. And so what I did was is I jumped out of life and studied under a master for My studies were for about seven years, and he taught me the wisdom of the ages, and uh, I was never the same. I mean, I came back to civilization. I found a master in a foreign land, and I studied, and the more I got into it, the more I realized that this wasn't a cult. I remember him saying to me, what are you so worried about? You're just a worrywart. I said, well, I come from a field where there's such treachery. In terms of the public financial market, such treachery that I guess I'm, I've, I've been dealt dealt with that, you know, that that ink. And he said, But you don't trust very easy. And I said, Well, yeah, I don't want to get involved in a cult. He's, I always remember his answer. He said, You have nothing that I want. (laughs) And so I started to listen then. And a month later, he said, you're still concerned, what are you holding back? And I said, well, I don't want to be brainwashed. He said, brainwashed, you need to have a good brainwashing. I need to take that brain out, put it on a scrub board and scrub it, put it back in. that may take me years so that you can look at life fresh again. (laughs) So after seven years, I wrote a couple of books. And my third one I just published uh, just uh, about two months ago. And it's called The Big Three. So I'd urge your audiences to perhaps take a look at Amazon and and punch in Zala and see what you get. Z-A-L-A-H. So that's a little bit about me. And again, today I I, I say in our interview, you know, I I speak from my point of ignorance. I do. Because the more you learn, the more I learn, the more I realize what I don't know. And I'm, I'm no one special. I tell no, everybody, you're not special. You're unique. Just like your thumbprint, I'm unique. That's all, so I don't regard myself as, as as special,
0: and so humbling actually in that, and really the opposite of guru, where you're you're or cult, cultish, yeah. right? And as you've said, I've heard you say that guru is really what is it? You
1: well, yeah, the word guru. If you if you spell it vertically g-u-r-u is G. you are you you know like the oversoul you're you're the the, the entity that's your spiritual entity above you G. you are you and that's the realization so i don't regard myself as a guru i regard myself as a teacher of uh, the wisdom of the ages and i and i say the world is 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 okay everyone in the world is okay until you lose your eye. I. I remember my mom saying, don't play with those sticks, you're going to lose your eye. And I teach in class now, ever the world is okay until you lose your capital I, the transference point. The transference point is when you realize that you can ride the bike. The transference point is when you realize that you can float in water. The transference point is when you start to swim. And in life, a true teacher Will take you to where your transference points
2: are. (laughs) I can't hear you. you
0: Beautiful. I mean, that makes so much sense. So, um, the phrase, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. So, we're going to talk about your teachings and what you offer. I do just want to say that, um, you know, you don't even mention the name of your master. Because that is not important. And we're going to learn from the wisdom teachings that you share what that mastery is. And it really is of mastery. So isn't it interesting? Um, there's a book out called The Cave of the Ancients. And a lot of this, or or um, even the f- Masters of the Far East. And they tell of the powers of Excellent. love. Yes. yes. Care about
1: that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Let me talk about love for just a moment. We all realize that God is love. And I substitute, for those who have a, an aversion to the word God, I say, well, substitute the word love. We all came from love, and we're going to return to love. We all came from the invisible, and we're going to return to the invisible. It's just that on this half of the sky, we're off the chain. Here you get to abuse your, your power. You can lie, cheat, steal if you want to, but you get back to the other half of the sky and you know the system says, how'd you do when you're off the chain? <laughs> because you can't lie, cheat, steal on the other half of the sky. It's not an option. It's like the sun to the planets. There is no deception. It is what it is. And a lot of people, when they become aware that they've lost their eye, their connection, they've lost their disconnect, they've they've been disconnected, Lauren, then they start to wake up because right now, during this time, everything is at an excess. Time is going so fast, everything's going to excess in the quickening, no matter where you're at. Lauren, if you're into fear, guilt, and shame, it's excess. If you're into worry, It's excess. The only safe place to be, because everything's magnified, is love and peace. It is the only place that sanity exists.
0: And we can feel that right here. (laughs) So getting to the love and peace, how do you cultivate that?
1: Ah, By being aware. You've got to, I, I'm sorry. I did I step on your toes there. Did you say something?
0: No, it's a it's a choice, yes, of, of awareness. Yes. Yes.
1: It is a it is a choice. I mean, my goodness, the magic occurs in the now, in the present. But in order to do that, you must shift to your heart seal, your center seal. This is the middle way. There's three centers above this. There's three centers below this heart, and it's the middle way. The master's way is the middle way. The books, the life and teachings of the Far East, everything is about love because love is spirit. Love is freedom. If you're going to ignite, what I teach is, if you're going to ignite your fertility of your mind, it's called throughout time the prima materia. If you're going to ignite this, Lauren, you must have peace and love. There was a reason why Jesus was known as The Prince of Peace, is because with peace, can you have the fertility of your imagination come into being? And a lot of people, peace is very elusive. How do you do this? One of the methods that I choose is sitting actually in in nature amongst the trees and looking at non-man-made stuff, Lauren. The sun, the moon, the stars, the sky, the trees, the mountains. Because I believe that the disconnect spiritually for all of humanity occurs from too much man-made stuff getting in this aperture in the eye. Way too much. Way too long. If you want to get outside of it... Go into the mountains, go into the forest, go into nature and look at non-man-made stuff. Then you'll start to, with time, you'll start to feel something and that something is presence. Well, presence is a fellow with love. That's what presence is. I mean, when you're in the present, how many thoughts of any other thing did you have in that moment? Let's take a look at some of the memories of your life now moments, as I call them. Lauren, how many thoughts did you have of any other things at the time your child was born, at the time that this thing occurred, your first session with physical love? You probably were very present, and that's what made the mark on the memory of of, of the mind. And so we suffer from a serious inability to be present with our own life, Never mind the people that we have in our lives. I mean, they're on our stage, but you know what? They're only there for a little while. We have them all on rent, Lauren. We have everyone on rent for a little while and they're all on our stage to help us realize who we really are. Sacred time.
0: A sacred time. Remember that. I love the phrase that you used. We're walking each other home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you mentioned the seals. Let's go into that. And I know your teachings go into that. Yes. Can you share more?
1: You bet. Uh, Lauren, Mm -hmm. we have seven energy centers principally within the body. And the bottom three are duality, the top four, our spirit so we're actually a spiritual machine extraordinaire now chakras not too many people know the difference between seals and a chakra a chakra is an opened seal and so let's take the first seal the base the base chakra the root chakra now the woman when that's penetrated there's a string across there ironically the string is called hi man (laughs) it's called a hymen And so when that seal is broken, then it leads to the activation of the second seal, the baby bag. And there's consciousness issues around the first seal that it predominantly holds. The second seal, what are the properties of the second seal? Third seal, what are the properties of that in consciousness? This is what I teach. And once you understand these, you understand where it is that you're caught. But the bottom three, let me say again, all have to do with the illusion. They all have to do with that 10% of the brain only that we utilize. That's all. And so as you open up these seals, and by the way, the Bible refers to the mighty seventh seal, not the seventh chakra. (laughs) It's the seventh seal. And so I teach about these seals and and my, I guess, attempt at humor is, is that each of these Seals maybe should be spelled S E E A L L S. Maybe as you open them, you get to see differently. You get to see all. I mean, my first see all, I looked at girls differently before that first see all was openly. So it affected my brain, my optics on how I looked at the female. Prior to that, I'd rather kiss a frog. But after that was open, I looked at the female differently. And so to understand the consciousness qualities that each one of these seals are determinate about will help you get out of where you're caught in the illusion. It will help you get out of where you're caught because you'll be able to see where you're caught and you'll be able to see where other people are caught. First seal, for example, has to do with sex and survival issues. You know? Because even Cro-Magnon days, bulk, take the woman home to the cave. Not too much has changed (laughs) in metaphor these days. And
2: the next conversation is, okay, we're a couple. Uh, How are you going to bring the kill home? Very Cro-Magnon-ish. But it still kind of
1: exists today. Do you have a cave? Do you have a house? Do you have any initials behind your name? What are you worth? So these are all questions that come up in a union, in a new union. And let me see what you have at your cave. Let me see your reality. And so it's got to do with sex and survival. And it's natural, it's built into the female. When in fact, and I had to teach my daughter this, you start to
2: participate in this area, in your loins, chances are you're gonna say, what do you do for a living? What Tell me some of your dreams. What kind of vehicle do you have? Do you live any place? Do you still live at home?
1: And so these are all questions. These are all properties of the first seal when activated. Well, each one of these centers have different qualities that get triggered within our DNA naturally. So I teach what every one of these are.
0: So then, as we open each of these seals, do they open just at a timeline in our life, in our incarnation? Can there be ways that we can accelerate their opening or force their opening?
1: Love is always the best answer because love does not push. Love pulls. And so if you understand the importance of love, And if you understand that love and integrity are bedfellows, then you don't do anything that's going to cause you to be out of integrity because without integrity, you lose your peace. So if you want to accelerate the openings of these, you best understand the different levels of consciousness that you have to perforate. So I do not teach seekers. I teach finders, Lauren. I want somebody that's been around the block
2: a lot. (laughs) And they'll know I speak their language, and I'll know that they speak mine when we meet. Because this is where the quickening really
1: comes into being. Because if you're looking for some real hard answers on the mechanics of consciousness, that's what we teach. And the quickening is such that most people say, <coughs> how do I know that this is, this is the quickening? And I say, well, let me tell you something. Uh, there's some research done by Peter Russell, who I really like. And I'd like to recite this to you. The planet is, depending on who you talk to, 14 to 16 billion years old. Now, let's imagine, Laura, the billions of years of biological evolution condensed into a single year. During the first nine months, only simple cells evolve. In October, more complex cells appear. The first multicellular organisms develop a few weeks later. Late November, fish crawl onto the lands. December 10th, dinosaurs appear and they rule until Christmas Day. In the last week of the year, the last week, mammals evolve. And not until the middle of the last day does man walk. Now it's taken 99.9% of life's evolutionary journey to reach this point, but humanity is just beginning. So five minutes before midnight, language emerges. 20 seconds before midnight, the first civilizations appear. And now with seconds to go, things really start to speed up in evolution as we're way past the Mayan calendar forecast year in 2012. And if I think of 2021, I think of somebody back there in the Mayan land that had dyslexia. <laughs> and he got the numbers to be switched between 2012 and 2021. Anyways, that's my attempt at humor. The Renaissance occurs two seconds ago. The whole of modern history happens in a flash. And when you look at life this way, I'd I'd hope you'd agree that wherever we're going, we're going extremely fast right now. And that's why I say the whole society is in the quickening, whether or not you realize it or not, because wherever you're at is magnified. It's compounded by being magnified and magnetized, magnetized. So it's a great time to learn how to create, because if you can rise above duality, uh, manifesting is not a matter of if. We all manifest. It's a matter of whether we manifest consciously or not. Any comments on that?
0: (laughs) Well, yes. First of all, I would like (laughs) to say that's a cosmic humor if 2012 was really <laughs> oops, meant to be 12, 2021.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so rising above duality. And isn't it interesting that in the outside world, we're really seeing it, oh, yeah. even in our spiritual community in our tight knit families and things like this. So um, um, rising above duality, rising above duality, coming into love, peace, integrity. We have a question from our Zoom audience. Are there any tips for getting and staying present?
1: Yes, the best one I know of is first set the intention that you really want to access the now. You know why people use drugs and alcohol? It pulls them into the now, that's what happens. And they get high on that. And then they want more of that. And they, they, they're not authentically touching the hem of God. They're doing it with some help. And that can be a certain tea. That can be through alcohol, drugs. And they touch the now. The only problem is, is that they don't get to wear the robe. If you want to wear the robe of God, then you have to be able to understand that you're searching for the love that you are. In order to do that, you have to get outside of your habitat because your habitat is where your habits are at. (laughs) It's your habitat. So can you get out of that habitat into the mountains, into nature?
2: And can you sit? Can you sit there for a while and realize that the people of great,
1: great, great regard in days past They regarded everybody back in the illusion as mad. And so they jumped out of life and they became a nomad. (laughs) And they got into the trees and they just decided, I got to get away from that. They were the real forerunners, the forebearers of your question from the audience. How do you get into the now? How do you get into presence? Well, first, you got to get out of it. And you got to understand, you got to start looking at things that aren't just always the illusion. Start looking at natural God, God-given things, the sky, the stars. <laughs> start looking at the mountains, start looking at, at, at the trees, and be thankful that you can see them, that you've got eyes to see them with. If that's sustained, and you're sitting there in silence, and one of the things I teach is. The S treatment, and the S treatment is sitting, still, silently, at sunrise and sunset. Sitting, still, silently, at sunrise and sunset. If you follow this for a sustained period of time, you'll see what activates within you. Honestly, you just have to get out of the illusion soup for a while And that can be for small periods of time, like an hour or two. It can be for a day or two.
2: But for me, could I get out of that soup until where I stopped thinking about it? Could I stay in the forest until I stopped thinking about all the people, places, things,
1: times,
2: events? Could I? Could you imagine sitting there long enough where that stopped? Because once that stops, you're going to realize along the way, you're going to do battle with your body. You're going to do battle with your brain and say, I'm going to be here until I connect. And I'm going to be in nature because nature, the atomic structure of nature has a different spin on it than man-made stuff. The redwoods prove this. They do. So how do you spin in nature? Because the way we spin in the illusion, is we might make it to hundred, chances are not. We might make it to hundred years old. What's the difference between an immortal and a mortal and a mortal?
1: Well, the difference is your backyard. The difference is between an annual plant and a perennial. How come this one goes for years after years? Could it be that the masters before us put a different spin on the atomic structure in that DNA so that somebody
2: up there would probably say, How so? How so? Wow, what happened here on this perennial? And if you study that, And I can teach you the difference. You can do incredible things. But you must be not
1: polluted entirely by the illusion. And I can teach you. You must have
2: childlike properties. Because the universe and spirit favors childlike properties. Can you specialize in love, innocence, being the observer? Can you specialize in having a light heart?
1: Having fun. Can you specialize in, in trust? Can you specialize in presence? Those are the qualities that you we all came in with as babies. And they got beaten out of us by the illusion. <laughs> so hence the statement: you must become like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is actually within you. It's within these upper four seals. So we're actually a spiritual machine that we've been underutilizing for generations because of ignorance who knows the exact mechanics of consciousness to access because that's what your listener has just asked for who knows how to do this who knows how to do it well actually there's going to be more and more teachers popping up because we also as you're aware we hold we have this consciousness accelerator course, which I understand you've put a foot in the water there. What did you think of what it is that you viewed? These are 10 minute classes, but how rich were they, Laura?
0: Incredibly rich, even though they're 10 minutes long, each of them, then there's longer Q&A with you where you go into the questions from the public. There needs to be room for contemplation of what we've learned. And what I love and the beauty of this is that, you know, I know many of the people on this program have been walking this path. We've been on this journey and we may be familiar with what is said here, but there's an application that we can make to a whole new level by hearing your perspective and your take on it and your teachings So it's very well put together. I just wanna say as well, um, for those who are interested in it, the link to it is right here on this webpage. There's two events, two courses with you that are available. And it's not only video, but it's the reading as well. So it's a cognitive, it's a heart cognitive, contemplative journey with these teachings. And we journal with it. The journaling that we do helps bring up those barriers or those roadblocks. And the resistance that we can see, it becomes very evident. It becomes very evident. So I want to ask you, There, we're asking our Zoom audience to please ask your questions in our Q&A box for Zayla if you've got them. If you've got a burning spiritual question, he's ready to answer that for you. I wanted to ask you... The master that you worked with and worked under for seven years, um, and and the sharings of all the masters through that wisdom, what do they have to say about this time?
1: Well, this is the great wash that all have referred to throughout time, and the great wash has to do with you must get connected during this time, and we've got a planet that has been disconnected because no one taught them as a child this. Lauren, if I had you as a child, I'd I'd train you from the time that you could speak. And I would say to you, honey, learn this. Repeat after me. Repeat after dad. The inside world is more important than the outside world of man-made things. And I'd have you ra- memorize that. The inside world is much more important than the outside world of man-made things. And so when if I got you to learn that, you'd understand because the next values that I teach you are love first, will second. All of life is an opportunity to provide love first, will second second all right and so you would understand these values as i would teach you that's the problem with us today because there's this wave coming through the universe that was forecasted at 2012 and life would never be the same and it hasn't been the same and now we're at pitch we're at pitch right here at 2021 if you haven't noticed There's a lot of people that are leaving the planet and they're so upset. They want to take a lot of people with them. We've never had so many mass killings in the United States in the first six months of this year. And a mass killing is more than four people dead. Doesn't count all the injured. And as a result, these are people that are so severely disconnected, so disheartened that they actually have gone insane. And so they think terrible thoughts and wherever you're at is magnified. And so it's sad. It is very, very sad as to what's going on. But it's also a confirmation, a proof that wherever you're at is magnified. And the only safe, sane place is love. And for those of, 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 of people out there that are veterans of love, that are soldiers of love, you would realize that in the dissolvement of a, a, of a love relationship, you're actually insane for a little while you are you go insane because you leave a little bit of your soul on the chalking block it seems until the love returns until sanity returns and then when it does perhaps you realize as you fall in love again that love really is sanity love is like mother's milk everybody should have eight glasses a day <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's love is what it is and if you don't have enough love Good luck. You start. You just start short circuiting, and we have a world right now that doesn't know really that we all must come to reconnect right now. And in reconnecting, do you spend your energy body differently, like from the annual to the perennial? And that means that you've occupied these four centers. You you spend differently. And so you have access differently. And then you have clarity differently. I mean, how did I get this much clarity on demand? The same way my teacher did. And that is he just tapped in. And it's like divine teams come right to you and just start clearing the way. And then you start, start recognizing as to what your calling is. What I do is not a job. It's a calling. What you do is a calling, Lauren. I know this.
0: Ah. Uh... Oh, Oh. for sharing that. Yes. That's the sound of the heart. And, uh, all right. So beautiful words that you share there. And yes, we can see out in the world that amplification of insanity and frustration that people have. And so for the light workers who are listening and watching, there is a sense to do something about that. Yes. What do we do in that sense? I mean, one hand, we're not here to save anybody. We can't prevent someone from their own suffering. They have to do that themselves, right? But what, what can, but we can still cultivate ideas that help with a compassionate heart. So that's kind of a um, two way street there. Uh,
1: can I add some color to that?
0: Yes, add some road
1: signs. (laughs) Lauren, the best way to help the poor and the sick is not be one of them. You have to be able to learn that the answers to all your problems is the ability to create. You're going to create either consciously or unconsciously. It's going to come down to that. We all create either consciously or unconsciously. You just need to know the instructions of the mechanics of consciousness. And when you finally come across truth, quite often, and this is what I hear from students, ah, ah, yeah. And I say, let me teach you on ah. Ah is the sound of the heart. It is awesome. It's the sound of discovery it's the sound of release. Ah, if I put shoes on you, Lauren, and I'm two sizes too small, I make you wear them for two days. When you finally take it out, guess what? Noise comes out. <laughs> ah, ah. And I say, yes, because it's coming from the heart. You really mean that. And so the sound of all is the sound of peace and balance, which Great for meditation the night before you go to bed. But ah is the sound of the heart. And all masters throughout time knew that ah should be present in people's names. No ah. So maybe that should be spelled k-n-o-w-a-h A H. Ah, how about I say ah? I say ah. How about mama? Papa? Mama. How about right? Buddha? Jeremiah, Joshua, Krishna, Sayata Sai Baba, Ji, America, Canada, Regina, Alberta, Mesopotamia, Syria, Liberia. Samaria. Samaria, yeah, Methuselah, yes. Jehovah.
0: The feminine expression in, in on Espanol is ah, Trenta, Quarenta.
1: Ah, Russia. Desiderata, China, China, Antarctica, Arctica, Zela,
0: Zela. All right, okay, beautiful. You have given us a really good roadmap, and it's really the answer to all of our problems is in our ability to create, and we create in the vibration of love and peace. And we are here to rise above duality. You know, we have, we live on a planet that is dual, the night and day, the black and white. It's here, it's presence. It's present in our presence. And so we have a question from someone in our Zoom audience. How do you define coming out of duality?
1: It's the ability to hold focus. Listen very carefully. Focus is to focus on one thing without dualistic thought. To focus on one thing without combinations and permutations of dualistic thought. That's a big doorway. Because Lauren, if I could transfer a fertile mind to your mind and everything got magnified and manifested innocently, chances are if you didn't master focus, you would be mastering you would be manifesting your tears. You would be manifesting fears. You would be (laughs) mastering all the things that you don't, unless, of course, you got beyond the fears. So there is a granite slab, actually, between the third seal and the fourth seal. And if you're going to come into love to master, you must leave thoughts of duality and fear behind. That's what we teach you to do. You know, most people, I tell this to them in class. I say, look, humans, you got it all wrong. You didn't come here to master unconditional love. Love masters your life if you can go the distance. Love will master your life. And as it does, you come up with unconditional love because you get rendered by life. You get rendered.
0: That is um, a great analogy, love masters your life. Another good phrase there for those to put on a sticky note and remember this. So as, so the granite block in the seals, was it our human exp, what happened there? Um, Did someone tinker with our seals? Well, did we do it just from the duality on this planet? Did we do it ourselves?
1: We did it to ourselves because we put the illusion first before our spiritual domain. When you're a child, you have all these childlike properties. And, you know, love is one of them. Presence is one of them. When you're in the sandbox, you're very present. You're very, very present. Children learn at an alarming rate, because until the, the age of four or five, they're always in theta. They're in the real, more relaxed brainwave. So they're picking up things of, of what, how this world works here so fast. Because they got such neuroplasticity that it's just amazing. It is absolutely amazing how fast a child learns. And so by the time I get an adult, I have to take their brain because it's been calcified. And I have to start rattling around. So the calcification of the neural nets start falling out. Not everybody can handle that. But really, if you're going to be all you can be, you've got to find out who you are by who you're not. And you have to leave the, the, the old belief system. But don't serve you anymore behind. And a lot of people don't realize, but true masters, they're system belief busters. Yes. That's the what true they are.
0: Masters are the belief, the belief busters. Yes. We call belief systems BS around here.
1: Yes, yes. You have it properly. Because when you start to access your true divine knowledge. And by the way, the winds to your listener, the winds are to your back. If you understand that you've got the winds during this time of this quantum shift, then you know what? You need to focus on love because love brings everything into assembly. Never mind doing who's right. Do what's right. Choose love. Choose love always. Love first, will second. Yes. Get out of those polarized issues of who's right.
0: Get out of who's right and who's wrong. So this brings up another question of the perspective through the seals. Yes. So as we move up into, okay, the the seal of the heart, if we're fully in the heart, we're not, we're going to leave our thoughts and duality behind and fears behind. And as we... um, go into each of these centers like the perspective of humanity if we focus on those seals or those centers while looking out at the world will we see things differently
1: there's no question what happens within the brain and we know this from our own life is that as you evolve you see things differently and ideally as you get to love things really open up And I say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. i say that again. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. If you look at it through the eyes of love, that everybody's evolving where they're at. I'll tell you what, you're a fool if you wish to take on a grade two student and chastise them for not knowing grade six math. Let them learn where they're at. Everybody's got to learn where they're at. And you know what? You're the fool to judge the grade two student. You don't know if that person, if this is their second time around, they're amazed with the math that they're learning in class. And they're excited about it. You know, for, you, for someone to come up and say, ah, you don't know. You know, where do you get to grade six? Ah, you'll see. Let me show you some grade six math. You do that, and they say, I quit. Most would say, I quit. I'm never going to learn that. Exactly. So a true teacher knows that and takes you through the different levels of learning thoroughly. Quality first, quantity second. So the amount of richness that comes out of a true teacher is really something to behold, like it was for my teacher. Every five minutes was rich. And I mean, I just thought, oh my God, everybody is in a perfect place for them to learn but it's also they're in a perfect place for you not to judge for you not to judge just love somebody from where you're at quite often if you don't love somebody for the if you love them for the way that they are quite often they'll turn out to be the way that you want them to be and you're going to learn a lot along the way for just loving them the way that they are and i'm saying this to everybody out there within voice range because usually it applies to everyone. You'll find out where you're caught and you're usually caught on judgment. Instead of just being the observer, you get caught. And that's how your disconnect occurs. Judgment is where you think less of some person. You think less. You don't like their hair, their earrings, their dress, their smell, their shoes. No, judgment is thinking less. The idea is to be the observer and make choices. Just be the observer. Jesus on this way to carrying the cross to his own death, all these things that were being thrown at him, there was no judgment. There was just the observer. He was allowed to blink, to move his head to the side. But there was no damnation. He was just the observer. Consciousness is my server as long as I'm the observer. Consciousness is your server as long as you're the observer. But you'll need to learn to be the observer. Because God is the ultimate observer, Lord.
0: Consciousness is my server as long as we are the observer. Yes. That's really key. How do we shift into observation with no judgment?
1: It's a practice. It is a practice. There's no question. All right. Consciousness, Consciousness is my server as long as I'm the observer is where you have access to the full spectrum of choices If you react or judge, very few choices of observation are available to you. And as a result, you're limited to that dimension. So judging is actually quite punitive. And as long as you've been judging someone, anybody, in your life, everybody, what good did it do and how much did it evolve you? The answer is obvious and that it's a waste of life form. And in the end of your life, when you're breathing the last minute, I can tell you, you'll wish you had all the time back that you were judging because it was a waste of life, Lauren. And if that doesn't wake you up, then you're already the walking dead.
0: (laughs) Judging is a waste of life. It's a waste of life force. So I'm certain that we can each feel our own energy as we judge. And I think that's really important to pay attention to as well, because we can feel that shift. So higher can I, can self-connection. I, Go ahead. Yes. All
1: okay, right, please. If I could just add on some color. I didn't mean to step on your toes there. If I could just add on some color. Whatever you're radiating out is going to come back on you. Maybe we. Sh- it goes out to the spirit to the void, and comes back. Maybe we shouldn't be called humans, H-U-M-E-N-S. Maybe we should be called humans. And so when you realize what you put back, you're going to put out, you're going to get back. the, The highest ROE, return on energy, is love. That is the highest. So why don't you just put out love to everybody and see what happens and what comes back to you? Because you can do it this way and it'll replace the judgment model Very easily, because if you're putting out love to everybody, you're blessing everybody along your way, and things are magically coming to you, then you realize that life is about this U-turn. And masters know that when you manifest, it's the quickest U-turn, the shortest U-turn that allows you to get what it is that you're desiring that's a higher ROE. As we get older, Lauren, we all have what I call an ROE. In the financial world, we used to call that return on equity. In the spiritual world, I say it's the return on energy. So as you get older, you, it's not good if you're putting a foot or two feet of energy into something by way of the metric and getting an inch back. It should be the reverse as you get older. Otherwise, life's not a very good deal. You need to get to the point where you buy in that this imagination needs to become more fertile so i put in an inch worth of effort and i get two feet or 10 feet back that's a master's inspiration that's an initiate's inspiration to be able to do that so for a lot of people though they're just head down bum up and they're just working harder faster and wondering what's going on and you got to stand up every once in a while and say what's my roe what am I doing? What's my return on energy? And as such, you'll make some corrections first in your perception. And then you'll really want to dig deep on this. And we can teach you how to do that more. Now you had another point that I stepped on your toes on and I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) That's okay. We're dancing here and you are allowed to step on my toes. (laughs) So it really is doing the opposite. It's doing, you know, George Costanza in Seinfeld had a humorous episode where he decided to do the opposite of everything he all, you know, ever learned. And it worked out great for him. Yes. It was in the flow. And that's really where we are as humans and what we've learned. And, and that's coming back to this childlike, right? Cause that was doing, being childlike is being opposite of what is expected of us. And that's really key. So let's talk about the higher self connection here as well because this is the voice within us the wisdom within us that truly is our guide how do we make a deeper connection to the higher self
1: oh this is a really good question thank you for this i think your audience will love this you have to realize that your reality is predominantly controlled by the frontal lobe here right on top of your you know but eyebrows here your forehead and when I take a student on in meditation, I say, look, uh, we're going to go in this silent IMAX theater, ironically called IMAX. <laughs> and, and it's got, let's say, three dozen television sets playing. And there you are sitting in your chair looking at all these. And, and a lot of them have got volumes up. And first thing we're going to do is turn down the volumes and turn down completely the volumes. Then we have to start canceling these sets, just turning them off to ultimately we get a real pure screen now if you get a real pure screen the frontal lobe here becomes quiet because there's this line that goes from the sole in the center of the chest here right through to the oversoul. but it's run interference by this box here the frontal lobe is run interference because you've got so many thoughts you've got so many tv sets on that you can't really connect so the answer is silence the answer is the s treatment sitting still Sitting still, silently at sunrise and sunset. If you do this, what's going to happen is is that you'll arise one day to look at the splendor of the dawn and the knowingness of truth through the peace of being will come become a reality. And suddenly you start knowing things that you did not study. You didn't, you didn't study. I remember thinking to myself, how could I remember things that didn't happen? And I knew I was on my way. Now, that's a whole different teaching. That's a whole weekend teaching just on that statement alone. Mm-hmm. But we are magnificent beings that are interdimensional, that are here to find out who we are in the illusion through separation. Once you've had enough of the illusion, the master's wish, you'll love this because I say it over and over in classes I wish you enough. Whatever it is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I wish you enough (laughs) because when you've had enough of the illusion seek your teacher because the illusion is a tough tax master the illusion is a tyrannical master but a lovely servant
0: Mm. good words there to sit in the stillness at sunrise and sunset whether you are viewing the sunrise or sunset, as you said, it would be amazing to go out and witness the sunrise. The best and the sunset.
1: The best to have that live light come into these eyes. See the lights you have in the studio or in the house. Those are electric lights. That's not natural light. Natural light is the sun. Natural light is the candle. Natural light is the fireplace. There's a mesmerization within each one of us that gets called to that. Why? I'll teach you why.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, so tell us more about how folks can work with you. You have a course. It's a 10-part course on consciousness. And there's another item that you have. Share those with us.
1: Sure, you bet. Thank you for that opportunity. Take a look around the site. There's so much information there. Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the interview that I did on a TED Talk I think you'll find that on the front page. It's also pinnacle that there is a consciousness accelerator course. The consciousness accelerator course is something that's a 10 part course. On average, classes that I teach are 10 minutes each, but they are rich. Lauren will tell you they're rich. If you think this talk has been rich, uh, they're concentrated. And so take the course, take the homework after the course, and you'll see that your consciousness starts to change it will and from there uh we can take you on as a student as a private student we've got coaches that do that we have got certified consciousness coaches and they charge for their time the consciousness accelerator i believe is 299 us and it should be 10 times that price but you'll know when you take it the value of it pretty quick that you will
0: So I want to say that the link for the Consciousness Accelerator is right on this web page. right, everyone, thank you for joining us. We were so glad that you could be here and we hope that you find this wisdom resonant with your heart. Love is the way, we've always known this and now we know the importance of it in our life. And are we really able to do this in the face of everything? Yes we got this. What do you say about that, Zayla?
1: There's no other way. We came from love. We're going to return to love. And as such, it's your test while you're here for acts of love. It's your acts of love that awaken you into your true divinity and outside the illusion. It's your acts of love. We're all walking each other home. We're all here for acts of love how you been doing do you think you could provide more that's always the question consciousness is your server as long as you're the observer be the god the goddess that you are call it forth
0: thank you zayla thank you for this beautiful time today and again we invite those who are interested in the teachings of zayla to click on the links right here on this webpage. And thank you for your bright light. We are certainly aware of the power of our love. Zayla, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Namaste. Thank you. Namaste.
0: and online healing retreats by visiting acoustichealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe